0: adidas.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast thank you very much have a great day and enjoy
1: the show it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got
2: this adidas Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? No, nope. because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen.
5: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today.
5: This This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
4: Here are some things that I can do in fifteen minutes Take a shower, do a Joe Wicks workout. Think about a new Facebook status, write the status, and then delete the status again because it makes me seem weird. Make a nice omelette, probably with cheese and onion, maybe some pancetta. Send a few emails. Trim my beard. Get into an argument on Twitter. Or have a conversation with my mate Flav about random subjects, often of your choosing. 15 minutes, open brackets, with Flav and Windy, close brackets. A new podcast where we chat for 15 minutes and then when the time is up, we stop. A good use of our time and a good use of your time. Subscribe now on all of your usual podcast platforms.
3: It's a fight in. It's a fight in. Clock. It's a fight in. It's a fight in.
0: Clock.
4: Oh, it's
0: episode nine. Uh, sorry, no, it ain't. It's episode. 53 season nine of the fighting god podcast today i'm joined on the line by dan Lowe. how you doing mate all right are you all and, right yeah i'm really good i'm really really good and tim greek how you doing good to hear from you, mate been a long time it has been a long time like you guys were on way back at like, like i would say six seven years ago talking about having a football match in the middle of a jungle if i remember rightly dan i think you mentioned that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that?
6: That, yeah i do actually yeah that was in uh that was in somewhere in in east africa uh but i think we've all grown as individuals since
0: then yeah who, uh, who, would, have, who would have thought we would have been to champions league finals since then as well i don't want to talk about that i do i don't, I, so I find it really difficult talking about anything good that's happened to spurs over the last five years i'm in a in a position now where where um it's uh, it's not going so well. And I find it really difficult to remember in the good times. It's like a, a relationship with a wonderful woman. And you're, you're reaching the end of that, that wonderful relationship where you start to grate <laughs> on each other. That's, that's kind of what it feels like. And And if you're in that situation, you don't want to, you don't want to look back at the times where you was having unbelievable sex. You just want to... Even the way that she chews annoys you. Yeah, you exactly. Just, I, can't, I can't deal with this. Exactly that kind of thing. Uh, we've got <laughs> Felonius coming on the podcast as well. Before we talk about Tottenham as uh, as the football club that we all know and, and tolerate, uh, before that, we, we need to talk about Hey Gorg- Gorgeous, guys, because you started a new podcast in the last couple of weeks, haven't you, Tim? Tell us a yeah. bit, bit about why, what, what, what the podcast is about.
1: Yeah, it all came about. Um, obviously, been going through lockdown, and everyone's got a bit of time on their hands. And um, Dan got in touch to say he's been looking at a few uh, season reviews of when we were properly shit. And and you was and you were saying about like going out with a gorgeous girl and remembering all the good times and the good sex. Well, this is taking you right back to your virgin days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that, Dan, what 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 was the the idea behind? Um, the podcast because I, I do remember the times where Spurs were shit but it's almost like you've you've come to the realization that Tottenham aren't what they used to be is that fair is that the crux of the podcast or is there something well,
6: I, did, more I was thinking a lot I was thinking a lot this season where we we're just watching games we we're just getting humiliated and we couldn't win we can't pass like there's a level of ineptitude that's come back into supporting Tottenham where you just think like like that some of these geysers can't play football at all like they're as they're as bad as players that we've ever seen. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen Larice do some things this season that's as bad as anything Ian Walker ever did. Um, <laughs> and I, I sort of thought like this, this season reminds me a little bit, a little bit of the Christian Gross season. Uh, it remind me a little bit of the kind of, you know, all the management changes, the players coming in and not really kind of working out and so on. And uh, and I thought I really feel like watching the '97 '98 season review because I always used to collect the season reviews, get them all on DVD or get them on video because that's how old I am. Mm. And uh, I used to love watching them. And I I I like to go back every now and again and just just look at you know really old games that you sort of think went one way and then kind of it turns out they went another. And uh, yeah, I, when every when it looked like the whole world was going to die when the pandemic started, I watched Tottenham's kind of worst season uh, <laughs> season review. I felt a lot better.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I My uh, last in memories of the early 90s watching Spurs was uh, Tottenham versus Ipswich on uh must have been a Wednesday or a Tuesday night, pissing down with rain. And uh, Ian Marshall scoring a brace to, to see Ipswich through to a 3-1 win against, <laughs> against Tottenham. And another one was Dean Saunders absolutely ripping us apart for Liverpool. Um. What, what, so, 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 Tim, what, like, what, what are your lasting memories of the nineties watching watching Tottenham? Like, what? Through through doing this po- new podcast with Dan, right? What, what, what are your lasting memories? Like, do you do? Did you enjoy that time, or was it?
1: Was it? I think. I think bizarrely, I did kind of enjoy that time. It was like there was a there was a rawness about going to football in those days, and you didn't really know what to expect apart from you know if you went to an away game. You wouldn't be expecting three points, but it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was good fun, really. It was, it, there would always be one or two decent Spurs players and we're talking, you know, starting of the, the start of the nineties, Gazers, your Waddles and then going on uh, mid nineties, Klinsma and then Ginola. Um But then, but then there'd be a load of shite as well. On, was... tell,
0: tell us, tell us some of your, the, the shittiest players you remember.
1: Well, we, the first episode we did was ninety seven, ninety eight season, and um, we're talking the likes of uh, Calderwood, Vega, John Scales, and that's just <laughs> the, that's just the centre backs. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I I remember I remember uh, John Scales signing. I think you, I think he cost six million pounds. I might be I might be wrong. We signed him from Liverpool, right? Yeah, and um, I remember thinking he must be good because he's got a degree. I remember, I remember the, the stories around him at the times. He was an intelligent footballer. He's, he's got a degree, so he must be, he must have more about him than, um, than, than your average centre back. But perhaps that isn't the case. Dan, what, 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 what about you? What, what, what made you? It, 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 was that period between, you know, say '90s, the, the, the FA Cup win to the Wertherton Cup win in '99, w- w- were those halcyon days for you, or, or, you know, do no. You,
6: I'm too I'm too old really because that was that was a period where just this is the last 9798 the last un, uh, year before I went to university so I then miss about sort of the next three years or so I didn't I wasn't going um George Graham's first season because I was I was at university in another part of the country so actually um you know my sort of real, the, the days that I, I probably think back as being my happiest as a Spurs fan. And I think actually really the last couple of years have been the happiest as a Spurs fan. Although I might add, I have always been happy as a Spurs fan. Even when we've been rubbish, I've always, you know, loved it. But none of that's never changed, I think. And and I think, you know, this definitely is is an exercise in sort of like, you know, you can go back and look at the times you thought were really crap. And, you know, we as sort of men of a certain age are capable of getting nostalgic about anything now i think i mean i think well me and the missus were talking about this the other day and she goes do you think you'll ever be like do you think you'll ever be nostalgic for lockdown <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i was like no of course not and she goes i will i've enjoyed myself
0: yeah uh, like, I mean, the, talking about it, hundreds of thousands of people are dead yeah but it's it's been a nice break in it it's been a nice break from <laughs> yeah. from, from um the, the the pressures of just existing and and, and working yeah, and it,
6: yeah, and it's created a few other pressures as well. But, um, but yeah, I, I think probably my favourite time as a sort of as a Spurs fan, or my first favourite time as a Spurs fan, is that sort of 89-90 Lineker-Gazza season, and then going on to winning the FA Cup, and then nearly getting relegated under Shreves, and then kind of, you know, then sharing and joining. And I just think that that sort of run of years, where we were terrible, when I, I first started going 87-88, so 10 years before this um, this podcast first step that we started, and then we we were really terrible to begin with under Venables, and then we got really good really quickly. And I think that's when I first started going home in a way. I was just a kid, but that was when I first really sort of began to understand the mentality and what sort of sort of a club had chosen me. I think.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I, I kind of the it, it, back then when when football wasn't you know the pressures of football wasn't as escalated as they are right now, and certainly given Sky Sports's influence on on the game. Where if you're finishing in the top four or top six, no top four, then unless you finish in the top four, you're nothing. And um, uh, yeah, I think they did a, a lot of damage to the game because back when I w- really started to, you know, appreciate what uh, the football club that I, I belong to, um, it was around ninety one, ninety two, probably. I, I kind of have vague memories of Waddle. And and Gaza, I remember Gaza playing, and I remember singing "Don't Go, Gascoigne" uh, in in ninety two. But really, like formulating and understanding what Tottenham was about happened in in the early nineties, and and it didn't seem to matter as much. And maybe it was because I was a child that that we weren't great. It just it it, it, there was a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation. But I, I just enjoyed I just enjoyed belonging to something. Bigger than myself, and it didn't really matter. The pressure wasn't there. Spurs historically were a, a massive club, but the '90s were probably among the lowest points that we. There were elements of the '70s as well, but the the early '90s were maybe a, a, a amongst our, a, our lowest points as as a, as fans in terms of what we, what we got to witness. But it wasn't. It weren't the be all and end all back then. I don't
6: think that I actually don't think that I
0: don't I think when
6: we people kind of often go nowadays, they go, oh, well, you weren't around the 90s when we were really crap. I mean, you look when we were really crap, like in terms of when all all, the whole team was crap and it was badly managed. It's the beginning of the 2000s before Joel took over and actually when Hoddle's manager, that team is absolute dog shit and it's dog shit for a couple of years on on the trot. And I think, and I think that, that's the worst Tottenham team of, of our lifetime. And I think that, you know, the team in the 90s is just mediocre and then nearly gets relegated and then wins a cup. It isn't, you know, and throughout the 90s, we're not that bad. And actually, we've got some, we have got some decent players. We're just sort of faltering and badly run as a club. But in terms of a crap team, you talk about a really crap team. That's the beginning of the 2000s.
0: Yeah, I think you may be right. I think maybe the, the fact that, that um, we had that League Cup final Against Blackburn, but the, the, the yeah the side was really bad then, and and I, I think maybe people forgive it for the fact that Yol, Yol came in or Santini, and then and then Martin Yol came in, and, and things started to change. They see the two thousands as a point where football at Tottenham began be, be, began to become something that 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 was um, that was modern and successful, and you know if you go from but when did Martin Yol come in? It was like two thousand two thousand four yeah, yeah two thousand five. He takes over. Well, and, he starts takes over sort of halfway through two thousand four five. Tim, do you agree that that was the point where things started to change and we, 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 we that the the future became a little bit brighter?
1: Definitely, that Martin yol that first full Martin Yol season. In fact, that's one of the ones that Dan and I have recently just watched. But there was like a freshness about that team. There was a lot of young players. There was a lot of. Um, uh, without trying to sound xenophobic, uh, young English players—that was the philosophy, wasn't it? So they brought in the likes of Lennon and the foe was around Huddleston, um, Jenis, uh, Paul Robinson in goal. Came a bit and... later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think so. That's when it things definitely changed. I think. And it was going to White Hart Lane in those days. It was just it was just so exciting. And you know, for the moment, you sort of like you had a few drinks in a pub beforehand. You got into the ground. And you know there was there was uh, you just wanted to get in the ga- in the and uh, watch the game. You know Lennon running down the wing, Bell when he came in as well, and that you know everyone getting to their feet and the sound of all the seats clapping as they sort of like stood up.
0: Yeah, is that nostalgia? Or does that not exist anymore?
1: Um, it's it's hard to say, but when you do see like games with the old White Hart Lane, it definitely seems different and apart from maybe um, the first couple of games at the new stadium, and I love the new stadium, haven't really had that kind of level of excitement, I don't think.
0: No, I, I miss the old place as well. And, and I I, I kind of saw it as a, a step in the right direction when we raised it to the ground and, and built a new one. And, and uh, do you know, weirdly, at the last game of the season, in the old ground, when we played Man United, when everyone was running on the pitch, I had a, a, a weird... <clears throat> um, I don't know how you describe it. I just felt it was just a ex- oh shit. You had, you, had, you had a weird shit. I, was, I felt ex- existential. I yeah. had a moment where I, I felt nothing at all and people were crying around me and I just, I wanted to feel what everyone else had felt. But I just felt maybe it was the fact that I realised it was over and it was done and dusted. And actually, it, like as we're talking about kind of these old football, uh, old Tottenham teams in 2008, which wasn't, you know far after Yol's, uh, you know um employment at the club, and one day Ramos had just come in and we'd played Arsenal and beaten five one at at wyatt Lane two thousand and eight in the league cup semi final that for me was the 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 zenith that was the that was the top that was the the best I've ever felt about tottenham and that includes um lucas mora uh, against I it was that moment. When we'd waited so long to beat Arsenal and to do it in such deci- such a decisive manner and to destroy them in that way, when their team was superior to ours, it w- that that was the moment I could I, I've never been able to recapture. Have you found through through talking about the podcast? I know you've done one episode, only one episode out so far, right? yeah but we we've done a we done a second one which
6: uh, would be out but there's a few technical issues but the uh <laughs> with it we're not we're not very good at this recording podcast like um, <laughs> but but have you, but but have, have, the, you, have the, the, you
0: found that that sorry my my question is have you found that as you' looking looking back that that perhaps that you you've you you've been able to pinpoint the moment where you've never been able to eclipse
6: no that's never happened i mean particularly because last season i think you know the i think last season um you know, there there were there were higher heights that we climbed to than I ever thought I'd see, and I felt things last season that, you know, I I I sort of think I'll never feel again, but I, I probably will. I think I think Tottenham's never peaked for me. It's never, it's never going to. I mean, I think we we were talking about this because since I was last on the pod, I've had a tattoo, uh, the tacky Spurs tattoo you've got to get if you're a Tottenham fan nowadays. Is it
0: on your? And, uh, is your lower thigh on? The, on uh, sorry, lower sort of on the uh, calf on the side. No, I should. It should have been, but my calves are too hairy, though. Like, where so is it? I, I,
6: I had to go in the one of the few places where it doesn't the hair doesn't really grow. It's on my right arm. So it's on my right sort <laughs> of okay. biceps. Is probably too strong a word, but that was an attempt <laughs> to. Uh, I figured that I was forty, and I wanted, um, I wanted to sort of like encapsulate the minute, the happiest minute of my entire life. And I'd always known that that was the Gascoigne free kick at four minutes past twelve on the fourteenth of April, nineteen ninety-one. So I wanted to get the old Tottenham clock set to 12.04 because nice. for some reason that game kicked off at, at 12 o'clock and so I did, I got that done and I really love it but then I got it booked in and I had to wait seven months it takes a long time to get a tattoo nowadays apparently <laughs> and this was, I booked this in last April, I think it was and then since then the Man City uh, Champions League game has happened and the Ajax game has happened and both of those games completely, those moments, those minutes, completely blew the Gaza freak out of the water, definitely wow. They don't compare, and I think, and I just think something else will happen at some point that will blow them out the water as well.
0: Fair enough. Before before we bring uh, T in, because he's on, he's on the call right now. Um, but uh, to just explain so for people that don't know, is like what, what's your podcast about, and how do people find it? uh
6: well um tim can do how they find it <laughs> i guess uh but the, the podcast is called well we might change it actually but it's cu- it's currently called when we were shit uh or we were there when we were shit and it's every um so each episode is one season in the life of tottenham hotspur we watch the season review some of the worst season reviews going And with a bit of music from the time, a little bit of commentary from the time, we discuss in real detail exactly what happened. We take you through every single game that happened that season and we run through the squad and basically sort of debate whether each individual player was good or shit. But it's basically a nostalgic podcast for times that weren't really
0: happy. Fair fair enough. T, uh, uh, unmute yourself, mate. What's up? There he is. (laughs) What T. All right.
4: (laughs) All right, lads. All right, lads.
0: So T, Tim and Dan, uh, they often go. Well, eat, we did perhaps a, a few years ago. Go go abroad together. You know each other quite well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, T, what's your uh, what's your kind of zenith moment? What's the What's the moment where you where you you look back perhaps in the nineties, two thousands, or wherever it might be? Look back and think, yeah, that's that's that is it. That's the one. That's that 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 moment probably will will never be topped.
4: The thing that's really awful about this is um, most football fans say, you know, when I saw our oh, captain lift a trophy. But me, it's like a fucking winning goal or, you know, um, I think the final game at the old stadium was one, definitely. Just the togetherness. And I um, mean, you know, I think was of Tim before the game as well, just that entire day was just perfect. And the fact that we won the game in you know, the ceremony after the game, people on the pitch. So that's that's definitely Did one. Did you cry your eyes out, T? No, I've never, I've never cried over football. I think I've got something. No, not over football. I've got something wrong with me. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think the, the Lucas Moura goal, was, I was close, but I just felt like it wasn't happening. It felt surreal. It's like being on edibles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like a man who, who cannot reach climax.
4: <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe when you win a trophy, I'll go there. But um, when Spurs won trophies in the 90s, I probably wasn't. I mean, obviously, I was old enough, but I wasn't fully sentient of the value of winning the trophies. But um, guess if I had to pick one, it'd be the final game at Wild Heart Lane, the old stadium.
0: Uh, Tim, did you say how you could find the podcast? What, what do you
1: search for? What is it? Um, I, th- I think it's only on Acast at the moment, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, it's only on yeah. Acast. But we'll, we'll get there once we worked out how to do this pod in lock.
6: Follow, um, follow us on Twitter. We'll uh, we'll yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll tweet out the last episode what's, and then the new episode when it's up.
0: What's your uh, your Twitter handle?
6: uh dan low l
0: o u w or one word okay uh what you need to do just just quickly is when, when you're in the back end of twitter uh, of acast there's a button that you can press that gets you onto spotify and other things. i'll, I'll give you a hand i'll get i'll, I'll help you out
6: i uh, see i but I've, tr- I've i've tried that that gets that gets me onto spotify but then you have to do this verification thing and um and it keeps sending this bogus uh email address to spotify which means it won't verify it's really annoying. And I've contacted Spotify and Edcast about it.
0: Right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll 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 help you out after. All right, fine. I'll, Thanks. On, man. <laughs> uh, so, Tim, maybe you want to t- tackle this one. Uh, Leroy uh, underscore THFC on Twitter. He says, a lot to unpack on the Trippier interview. I'm not sure if you've seen this, Tim.
1: No, not seen it. What, uh, what did he say? Good. Uh, I, a lot of stuff. But
0: but thoughts on uh, his his comments about Dembélé. He seems adamant that we have won the the Champions League with uh, with Dembélé in the side. I think we sold him maybe six months before.
1: Yeah, yeah. there but, seems to be this seems to be some sort of like mysticism around Dembélé, doesn't there? Every time you see like a player being interviewed, they always say that Dembélé is the best ever player that they ever played with, uh, and no doubt he was class, you know. But. <sighs> No, we wouldn't have won the Champions League. We wouldn't have won that final with him in the team.
0: I don't think there's any circumstance where we would have won that final. I think think Spurs fans are kind of looking for reasons why we didn't perform on the night. The reasons why we didn't perform on the night is because as a football club, what what makes us isn't performing at the very top level, is it? It's disappointment.
6: Yeah, and it's getting beaten by a fundamentally better team that normally plays, like Klopp has always played better against Pochettino. They were, they were so what if they didn't have any chances that game? You know, they they got lucky with the penalty. They're still the better team. You know, we didn't have any chances either. Um, the idea that, you know, if you just play more instead of Kane or if Dembele's still there, we win the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, how did we even make the Champions League final? We were out
0: like two or three times. <laughs> yeah. It's a joke it was- that we even got there. See when when um when Dembele was sold it wasn't none of us were shocked were we he'd we, reached the end of his his road as a top level footballer we'd got we we drawn every ounce of talent or every ounce of influence that, that he could possibly deliver he was injury prone he had an incredible two or three seasons with Tottenham but he was because of his injury record it was never going to be anything more than than what it was with Dembele. Everybody appreciates what a great player he was. Throwing him in when he was shot to bits in the Champions League final wouldn't have made a difference.
4: No, no, it wouldn't. Um, I mean, the last game, I think he had was against Wolves and he got subbed in the first five minutes after getting a really bad injury. But, you know, as you guys have said already, even if Lucas Moore had started the final, even if Dembele, you know, shot to bits, Dembele starts that final... It wouldn't have made a difference. I think Liverpool managed the game brilliantly. They got 97 points that season and they'll probably get the century this season. So They're one of the best teams of modern times. We just wouldn't have had enough to beat them.
0: Fair enough. Um, Dan, Sheffield United on Thursday night, 6pm kickoff. off um, Obviously a weird situation with football returning but uh, they've returned and not played well at all. I think they've I think they've lost every game since since yeah. returning, and that was a Sheffield United side that was incredible, given their you know the value of their squad and the inexperience of Chris Wilder. If you if you want to throw very vague broad brushes at, at him, um, what, what what do you make of that tie? And um, do you think we can get a result? Well, I think it feels like a sort of referendum, really,
6: on uh, on Mourinho. Like if Mourinho, if we get three points, then, and I'm not talking about a draw, I'm talking about three points, um, then Mourinho can stay maybe for a little bit longer. But if he can't, then what, is he, what are you here for? Do you know what I mean? Like you, I think- you have to be able to beat this team that can't do any of the things that he was doing at the beginning of the season. They defended really well. You know, they were really well organised and, and they were good. They were good going forward as well. Um, but they don't, we, all, we often see this with promoted teams. That they, they look kind of amazing at the beginning of the season and they sort of fall away quite badly and can't seem to buy a win. Uh, yeah. but, but this is not a very good Sheffield United team. And, you know, if Tottenham are now kind of getting towards this sort of Mourinho-style efficiency and if we can defend, yeah, we should win. We're only going to finish seventh now. I mean, there's, we're not going to finish any higher than that, but... You know, at this stage, I'd be just about happy with that, given yeah, well, all the things that have happened this season.
0: Well, I mean, uh, Dan, you might be forgetting that we've, uh, you know, we've got four points from the, the first two games that we've brought back. Mourinho, and I've said it many, many times before, with Son and Kane in the side, has always delivered. And that perhaps you've been a little bit, you know, what's the word? you you, you, you you're perhaps catastrophising the situation.
6: I'm not catastrophizing the situation. I'm I'm broadly sort of happy with the way this 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 season has been a lot like the season where we got rid of Ramos and brought in uh Red, yeah. You know, it's 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 not we we were looking we were staring down the barrel of a possible relegation fight uh, earlier in the season. And Mourinho's kind of steadied the ship and then kind of unsteadied it again, but he's been really really unlucky with injuries. And um, he's been unlucky with sort of personal performances, but you know you watch the West Ham game; didn't play that well, but it does it, it does look like the basics of a team are there, and we should be able to win win out against not very strong opposition for the rest of the season.
0: Tim, do you do you find that the the kind of very relaxed, say, or, or, or actually was that relaxed is the wrong word, but very um, perhaps regressive and and tight football that we're playing? You know, it's very defensive. It's very Pragmatic. It's not the way that we're we're used to seeing football played at Tottenham. Even, you know, there's been moments of really poor football at Spurs and poor managers and poor players, but we've always seemed to have a go at a game. Do you have any issue with the way Mourinho's approaching our matches? Yeah, I
1: do do slightly. I mean, um, you know, you can get all nostalgic about the days that we used to win 4-3 one week and lose 3-2 the next week, but there was, there was something there, and you'd kind of go to games expecting to be entertained, but, yeah, it's just dull, isn't it? There's been games that we just haven't sort of turned up or given it a game, and but, um, and Sheffield United might be one of those games. I would say, though, the kind of, the fact that there's no uh, crowd in the, in the stadium might actually help us, because I think they picked up a lot of their points with the, you know, the cauldron that's Bramall um, Lane. Yeah. We went up there a couple of years ago, didn't we? In the um, yeah, Semi final, <laughs> and um, I think they were at least one division below us, and that was yeah, it was quite an experience. That was
0: Ericsson scoring a brace, and his first, his free kick was one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was it was snowing was nice heavily back. as well. That's right, yeah. and uh, and yeah, and
6: they they chased. A, there's that um, there's that weird little uh, kind of underpass that you walk yeah. out of at Bramble Lane, and all the Sheffield United fans come after you then. It's proper nineteen seventies uh, in Sheffield in more ways than one. But they, um, yeah, they were chasing us back to the station. There was kind of like sporadic fights going out all the way back to the uh, all the way back to the train station. Yeah,
0: it was great fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, Dan and Tim produced um, the Away Days, which was an incredible uh, YouTube video series where you you went to to games and and. Um, uh, you know, away games and uh, and documented it through your narration, Dan. But the images of Tim, like still still images, which was <laughs> an incredible thing. And and if you'd if you'd had a camera and and uh, the willingness to do it, I think Sheffield United away in 2015 or whatever it was would have been a perfect material for that episode. I think that we'd stopped camera, that by that point.
1: would have lasted the night.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: But I think I, I think also like you know
6: everyone now looks at someone taking photos or recording themselves talking in the stand and so on and so forth and you know everyone hates the vloggers and whatnot.
0: Yeah, it's but, before that though.
6: It was before that, but I think if I get the camera out again now, like everyone's <laughs> like there's, there's there's such hatred nowadays
0: that I think i get. You wouldn't get away with it. I wouldn't get away with it. Uh, T. Uh, Sheffield United manager Chris Wilder has, uh, on head coach Jose Mourinho said, without a shadow of a doubt, he's one of the greatest managers of the modern era. He's won trophies wherever he's been. Um, it, are you bored of managers and players talking about what a, an incredible career Mourinho has had? It, it kind of feels a little bit like it could be Teddy Sheridan playing at West Ham. You know, He was great back in the day, but West Ham fans ain't going to remember Teddy them as a as, as a legend.
4: So so what you're saying is that um, this version of Jose Mourinho is Muhammad Ali with the early onset of Parkinson's. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, if he was still fighting.
4: <laughs> so he's kind of and his words a little bit in press conferences. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, that's at, yeah. And that's a dangerous.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I, I don't know, uh, you know, Lennox Lewis talking about Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, eat his kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
4: Um, it, does, it does seem like, um, when I talk about how great Mourinho is, it just seems like so long ago, you know. Um, the job before this was at Man United, and he won two trophies in the season, I think, Europa League and the League Cup. And it ended badly for him there. Before, that was at Chelsea, when tits up there, then the thing with the physio. So, I guess his legacy is a bit sullied. He's had three, in the last two, three jobs, it's not last two jobs, I should say, he's not done... Has not left him in a good state, so there is a concern when he manages Spurs. So when they say he's this great manager, I think, well, you've got Klopp and Guardiola who are the top boys now. Mourinho doesn't feel like he belongs in their company to a degree. Uh,
0: Dan uh, Black curses you know, from Reddit. He says, if we don't get any kind of European football, is finishing above Woolwich a must? Well, firstly, before you answer that question, like, how important is European football in whatever form, and how important is it that we we finish above Arsenal? How do you well, I think those?
6: I think it depends on whether there's ever going to be people in football stadiums again, because that you know that matters to me as to whether we get European football or not. Because it's like, is it places that I want to go to? Uh, weird little parts of Eastern Europe that I haven't been to yet. That's that's always a key part of my year. Yeah, I want European football next year, but I want the Europa League. I've had Champions League the last <laughs> few years or so. You know, we've 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 stayed in five star hotels. I want to go back to like the, I want to go to Premier Travel Inn again now. Yeah, I want, a, I, w- I want something a bit dirty, a bit grim. I want somewhere where the sort of you know the police force is is a bit third world, um, and uh, and it takes three hours to get there. When, like, when, I I... when
0: you look back at your your European jaunts, and I, I did a lot between 2006 and 2010, and the best ones weren't Champions League. The very best ones were yeah. were, were were the smaller ties. The one that pops into my head was Slavia Prague. What what, yeah. what what were your what were your best, what what, what did you enjoy most? What 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 tire did sort of springs to your mind? Well, the, I think my my favorite, you
6: know, no offense to, uh, well, that Amsterdam away last season is, you know, the best. Yeah. That's the best of night of my life. But that that I was mean, about
0: the match, what the team did. What what what, what, what about your experiences?
6: It wa it was, but then there was also lots kind of around it as well that like I just I just kind of like felt I'm never gonna forget this day and then and Went like and the next morning as well. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean <laughs> they didn't walk straight for a week. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say. I, that's awful. I, when you say I'm, they, uh, how many how, I mean six, seven or uh, my go my girlfriend's literally about 20 good. feet away from me good, as well good. so this is great great let's keep this in um but yeah i i really i really sort of uh, i did enjoy that but my first ever trip away uh, uh to europe with tottenham um was the cup winners cup in ninety one, ninety two, 92 and we went to Feyenoord and uh i remember just thinking like this is you know i want to do this for the rest of my life so there's all european trips are, are, are good i mean I think the only ones I haven't really liked have been the Milan games. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't like Milan in the Champions League when we when we actually won there because it's just like what a filthy shit stadium.
0: And 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 Milan as a city isn't uh, rubbish. Well, over, well overrated. Well overrated. Well overrated. But, yeah, but back, back to that like game against Feyenoord in the uh, uh, early nineties. That was that when Reggie Blinker was playing from. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was, and Johnny Metgod as well for Feyenoord. Right. We yeah. we sold him and he went to Feyenoord, <laughs> and
6: then he beat us and we lost one 0 We. Me and my dad went on the coach. We drove from like we we got the coach outside White Hart Lane at like three in the morning, and then we drove all the way across sort of northern Europe, and uh, and we got put in the stadium at about like four forty-five, about three hours before the game started. And my dad, who always liked a beer, but um, but you know you could you could always tell when he was drinking a bit differently. He went to the um, he went to the bar where they were serving alcohol, and he got like seven pints. And then tried to carry them all to his seat. And I was like, Dad, wh- what's going on? Why are you getting seven pints for? That's a bit strong even for you. <laughs> and then the final fans started turning up in the stadium and they were literally throwing rockets at us. And I
0: was like, oh, that's why you got seven pints.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim, Tim, how's how important is it that we finish above Arsenal, do you think, this season? Is it important at all? Uh,
1: yeah, it's always important finishing above them, isn't it? But it's not a must in terms of where we're going and all the rest of it, but... Um, when you look at this, I think it's more to do. It's not even about bragging rights anymore. But you, when you look at the state that they're in, if we don't finish above them, that just think you just think, are oh, we we even worse state than they are? Uh,
0: Agreed, Tim, they're bad. They are bad. They are. It's um, it's. I mean, it's great to see. It's great to see. I, I am yeah. still a little bit conscious of of Arteta's ability as a manager and. um I have bought into him being the understudy of Pep Guardiola. Not for any reason, that, like logical reason or tangible reason. It's just that I just don't want them to be any any good and I'm looking for any positives that they have. And
1: yeah, I, they'll sack him off if they finish 11th.
0: Yeah, probably, yeah, probably. I hope so. Um, <laughs> T, uh, Jack Kirby, he says, which Premier League manager would you want to be a stepdad?
4: You know what? That came from an absolutely amazing thread that he quote tweeted. Yeah. Um, So this is what they said about Chris Wilder. Um, So, Sheffield United, Chris Wilder, the cons, he packs a fridge up with honking food like crabsticks, spam, and half-eaten tinned beans. The pros, consistently good birthday and Christmas presents, gets a cheap travel lessons too because his best mate from down the pub is an instructor. <laughs> so, um, so check out that foot. I think I quote tweeted it earlier I, on. I, it, so. I saw
1: that. I saw that and I, I'm, I am a stepdad, and I was trying to um, put myself into a certain category. And I, went, <laughs> I went for the guy at Bournemouth, Eddie. What's his face? Eddie Howe. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I, I'm also a stepdad, and I see myself as as kind of a, a Graham Sooness of uh, <laughs> of the stepdad world. Very, very, uh, very. You know, not a lot of understanding of what they're going through and very sort of adamant about what my point should be.
4: <laughs> um, I think Eddie Howard as well, I haven't read him. Um, Eddie Howard, the pros, wouldn't have the bollocks to shout at you and has decent chat, but it's fair share sharing the telly. The cons, passive-aggressive and asks your mum to do stuff for him, likely to try too hard, insists on everyone sitting together to eat.
0: I that's don't
4: know me. That's me. That, <laughs> that is me. That, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a stepdad as well, so it's a, bit of a bit of a gang here. Um, which, which manager would I pick? Uh, probably Steve Bruce. It seems quite funny. Oh, have so- you seen? Have you seen that clip of him? Um, so Kevin de Bruyne is doing an interview. And Steve Bruce walks past and says, you know what? He's going to join Newcastle. We're going to kidnap him, keep him here. He's going to join Newcastle. And I... Kevin De Bruyne doesn't have a clue what's going on because he's probably got a thick, jolly accent. And he's just like, what's happening?
0: I, I had an issue with that. I, I thought that was proper small time. I thought it was just funny. Yeah, I mean, like, like Steve Bruce having a laugh, are not they? But like Newcastle are like a pit of a football club. Like Kevin De Bruyne's transfer fee could buy the entire first 11 of Newcastle. And he, he's just gone out there and was like, oh, let me make a joke because this geezer is so much above our level. that I'll make a little quip. Fuck that! I'd I would have gone up and just given him a nuggy or something like that. It, that, that have that, you that, have
6: you seen have you seen Steve Bruce's series of detective novels? Well, I've heard about it. it. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean they're very hard to get hold of. They go for a
0: lot of money on eBay. He he uh, he wrote those uh, coming towards the end of his Man United career, I think. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's, the missus keeps trying to get me
6: because uh, I love football and I love terrible crime novels. She keeps trying to get me to sort of bid on on copies of them that turn up on eBay and uh they are they are they are changing
0: hands for a lot for life changing sums of money So uh, we've got another another uh, piece of gossip from uh, the athletic so Spurs are yet to offer Eric Dyer a new contract. The defender's priority is to remain at Spurs, and he's developing a good relationship. With Jose Mourinho, Tim, what did you what do you make of of, of the fact that Eric Dyer has first started uh, both the games back from the, the the break, but also performed very well?
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I, when you look at when we left off, like right, just before the break, and he was running into the crowd trying to attack the fans to where where he is now. The first couple of games, he's been he's been probably the player of um, those two games. Um, I did tweet though he was having a good game against Man United about five seconds before he gave the penalty away.
0: Like.
1: Yeah, and, and then the second penalty as well. Yeah, that was it, we? but he, he's looking really good.
0: Yeah, he is, and, and 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 it's surprising, isn't it? And 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 I think it's further testament to, to to the fact that perhaps Spurs fans and you know you know on this podcast or any other podcast we're very opinionated. We feel like we know what we're talking about. And the idea of Eric Dyer starting at centre-back for the first two games back three months ago was beyond me. I would never have imagined it. Mm-hmm. Certainly uh, above Adolf Herold, who had just signed a new contract. It didn't seem plausible, but perhaps, just perhaps, Jose Mourinho, you know, he's won 22 titles, maybe knows a little
1: bit more than I do. Well, he was willing to pay fifty million, wasn't he, when he was at Man United? For him, so
0: I wouldn't pay fifty million for him. I mean, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't even offer him a new contract if I'm being honest. But, <laughs> but, but he he he's been very good. All right, we're gonna, we 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 kind of this is uh, running on a little bit, and we've still got a lot to talk about. We've been forty minutes in, so we're gonna go to the questions. Uh, Oli X Coy says uh, there's a new team in the Premier League called Premford Rechecks, where every club chooses. The, their worst player, and they form a, a side to battle for for survival. Sorry, uh, who would you choose and why? And it, why is it Sergio? So you have got to choose uh, a, a, a team of uh, rejects to survive in the Premier League from from all of Spurs's players. Which which player would you choose? What, what, what do you think of Sergio? Tim, who's that? Too? <laughs> Tim, sorry, sorry, I forget that we're doing this over Skype. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I I'll, I'll blow hot and cold. Just when I think I've really gone off him, and he'll do a couple of assists and things. But um generally, he's he's an area of the pitch that we need an improvement, isn't
0: he? I think if you're if you're going to stay up in the Premier League, you need someone steady like Ben Davies. Yeah, yeah, steady Agreed. Ben. He is. He's a he's a good lad. He's a good lad. Dan, what, what, I, I... who would you take? Uh, I think I think Ori
6: deserves a little bit more respect. I mean, one of the things that's been been a bit sort of sad coming out of lockdown is that like Ori is still doing that dribbling out of the area thing and nearly getting caught and then nearly giving a penalty away. It's like he never, ever learns from his mistakes. But actually, you know, as a creative outlet, the amount of he's scored a few goals and he's he's set up loads as well. I think right back's just always been a bit of a problem area the last couple of seasons or so. No one plays well there for more than about 10 games. And then they just go into this mad kind of crisis of confidence. I think the player that I would probably—I mean, the worst player this season, without doubt, is Vertonghen. I yeah. mean, he—he—he's been an absolute disaster this season. But Vertonghen, up until last year, is the best central defender I've ever seen at Spurs.
0: Definitely, you know, he
6: is—he is incredible. But him and him and Danny Rose, I think, you know, have turned mm. in a couple of the worst performances I've ever seen in a Spurs mm. shirt this year. Just completely hapless, getting ripped to pieces. But—but but I wouldn't want to put. I wouldn't want to put Vatonga there because he is just, you know, I I heart him.
0: With 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 Sir Doria, it's like that that disruptive kid in the classroom, isn't it? He's he's um, you know, he he's trying to, to to do his best. He, he has a dream. He wants to be a rapper or he wants to be a an actor. Um, but you know that he's deep down damaged, and he's not gonna. It's nothing's gonna work for him. Do you let him chase his dreams, i.e., dribble out of the box or go for goal, or, or, or do you just 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 rein him in and make him a uh, a, a, a a a stockist at Aldi? What I mean, you know. <laughs> that's the most complicated. Metaphor.
2: That's what I thought
4: as well.
6: <laughs> I've, I've read books that are shorter than
4: that. <laughs> it's a bit like, um, well, you know, in the other guys, when the Rock and um, Samuel. Was it Samuel Jackson and The Rock yeah. jump off the roof? Are really, they really, going to survive? That's why I feel like watch Sergio every game really. You know, I guess many nights just think, fuck. You know what are you doing, but he survives, and it's good fun. It's like um, Timothy a about crack version, and it's good fun got, to watch him. We've
0: got no one else. Like, we've got no one else. Right. There was zero, There was there was no one else who can play right
4: back at the football club. No. Well,
6: Tanganga Tanganga's a better right back than he is definitely. Yeah, he's, he's dead now, so. Is he's he like dead?
4: Broken. That's the we guess we're not masturbating. So you know, pay the price. Uh, well, um,
6: yeah, he's definitely better. I mean, actually, I'd for my reject, I'd like to put Carl Walker Peters in. Yeah, yeah. I think that's
4: fair. I think maybe Danny Rose for me, if we're being yeah, a bit loose. Is...
0: Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah,
1: fair
0: enough. Uh, and the final question, 30% on Reddit, he says, uh, "Pretty Patel, would you, Tim?"
1: <laughs> she is quite pretty, to be fair. She is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> But um, for her political stance,
0: no. Doesn't that make, in a way, make her more attractive? Uh, uh, no. I mean, it's, it's more attractive than say, you know, let's you know, open more food banks. If she's saying, "Fucking, let, let's close down libraries," I'd write this. There's, there's, <laughs> there's one one out of those two people. Let, let's make food banks more readily available, and the other one's going, "Let's close li- libraries because I fucking hate people." Out of the two. <laughs> If I had to sleep with one of them, I'd sleep with the one that's closing down libraries. I don't know why. I, I can't explain it. Closing down libraries was
6: the worst thing that Pretty Patel had done. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly the worst thing that she's done in Mate, ever. Mate, the Marcus like, Garvey Library in Tottenham
0: is, a, is a bastion of, of, of education in that area. If Pretty Patel came along and went, fuck this library, it's shit. I'm sick of it. That's uh, that I mean, not not in that would, a, be,
6: that would be the single most destructive thing she's done in her political career. <laughs>
4: Probably,
0: but <laughs> yeah, it
6: would know. it would arouse me in
4: a way. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you'd read her her voting record to get you, to get you hard. <laughs> I, I just I'll get
0: her to scream in my face.
4: <laughs> I don't give a fuck about libraries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'd like to say thank you to Dan and Tim. And T, uh, if you want to find um, the Hey Gorgeous uh, podcast, uh, then you can do it because we're going to retweet the uh, your 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 tweet, Dan. But also, we'll yeah. we'll
6: or, or, or we could. There's another way we could do it. We could get the name right. It's Hey Gorgeous. <laughs> How does that sound? <laughs> no, that's what the episode's called. It's when called, we were uh, crap. When we were crap.
0: Right, so uh, that uh, that was a confusing conversation that I'd had earlier. I was saying, why is it called Hey Gorgeous when it's oi gorgeous? We just
6: we just didn't correct you. We right, thought it'd be you should have done. You should have done because... Uh, no,
0: your fault, mate. Yeah. When we were crap. <laughs> it's your fault. Oh, no. <laughs> so this, is, this is pretty patel Be isn't? a man. It's getting me, it's getting me so hard telling me that I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when we were crap when we were crap all right uh yeah we're, we're, we'll post a link to uh a cast in this uh in the tweet for this uh this podcast but dan thank you so much tim thank you so much it's been really it's great, you, great talking to you because it's been a while and uh for tea I, I spoke to you literally two days ago so this means nothing
4: nothing <laughs>
0: at all take care boys cheers
4: yeah all right
3: Call, 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 Want to come and run the it, funny like a dummy in the bummy your mommy Ha ha Fighting in cock and clock, we don't give a shit Everybody knows flat face and brick We can get a sticky in the mini sucker willy When you get a grilly yeah you can't bang the million Ha ha bang, bang Sports Social Podcast Network
2: Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry?
2: Ooh, a book club!